0: Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly O'Horo, and this is Adaptable Behavior Explained. Thanks for tuning in today. I wanted to share with you part two of this important episode that I've got my husband, Pat O'Horo, here today, and uh, he's going to continue sharing uh, his wonderful story with us and continues to be an example for men in growing their journey of vulnerability. So if you're tuning in here, please, uh, if you haven't seen the first part of this show, please make sure you go back and watch part one, because this won't be a good place to start if you don't. Um, And so we're going to go ahead and continue. Thanks again for being here.
1: So, you know, there was a lot of years. The first three years was all just, you know, internal family systems, like what are the parts that, Mm -hmm. uh, that what are my managers and my firefighters and all of that stuff around my dissociation? And then another core aspect was getting back in the cockpit mm-hmm. and going to mindfulness-based stress reduction, right? Uh, John mm-hmm. Kabat-Zinn's work on, on being able to be present in my body and tolerate the feelings and emotions and experiences that I'm having. So once I climbed back into the cockpit, mm-hmm. which was really hard, um, then mm-hmm. learning, okay, oh, now I see this alarm okay where's that oh mm-hmm. that's that's this child and that's you know the journey of oh, it's not really what's happening now it's you know it's the the maintenance and repair and damage that happened before or didn't happen before.
0: so thank you so much for sharing that incredibly vulnerable story that you have you have uh, transformed from, from all of those layers of armor and adaptations, and you aren't even remotely close to anybody that would have fallen into that moment before. And I think that, uh, since I should say, um, and I, your bravery and to share this with, with others who have had moments that they don't think they can come back from. I think that hopefully you're a testimony to, if you're willing to go do the hard work that, that you can overcome just about any behavior no matter how atrocious it is of course you're going to have to roll around in a lot of shame for it and your family system's going to need to be able to stand by you but uh, to get through that and i just i couldn't be more impressed or proud of how hard you've worked to 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 overcome so much Boy, of the history
1: i couldn't have done it without you and i couldn't have done it without gail my counselor okay. and the support of a lot of other people yeah. um, and i'm very grateful um for the opportunity to um, to grow through that and to uh, <laughs> uh find the the door in the glass box of emotion and get to you know right. actually grow and and participate in the life that I always yeah. dreamed of yeah. like i'm I'm really I'm, I'm happy
0: and you and you always you always had deserved it, you always should have had it and we just You know, sometimes get get, uh, dealt a lousy deck of cards, and uh, I think that that was so many people's story. You know,
1: (laughs) I had a conversation once with a work colleague, and we were kind of waxing existentially. and And his philosophy was that uh, in the cusp of the universe, you know, before we're born, we we choose the experiences that we want to have, and that life is just acting that out. And I remember going. Absolutely not. (laughs) There is no way that I would have chosen. Like you don't understand, bro. There's no way I would have chosen what happened to me. But as I've gone through my own mental health journey, I think my bent on that is that maybe we choose who we want to become. And then life deals us the cards so that we have an opportunity to build that resilience, to build that muscle, to overcome, to overcome. And, uh, so in that, I give myself a pat on the back for <laughs> aiming <laughs> for uh, for a, a really uh, a really hard uh, target, yeah. really to attain. Well, you've
0: never you've never a uh, healthy striving would be a major understatement. And those people <laughs> who know you would describe that. Yeah. Um, just to, just as an aside, I want to share with you all that. Uh, thankfully the following weekend I had, uh, after the Raleigh incident, I had EMDR therapy training weekend two, And, um, I was incredibly rattled because your former therapist who, you know, I sort of blamed for not fixing you fast enough and making sure you would never do such a thing to me, um, was there. Mm. And I was like, how am I supposed to learn? I'm totally rattled mm. from this. You know, it was only a few days before that this Raleigh thing had happened. And how am I supposed to one learn? I'm not in my, prefrontal Mm -hmm. cortex. And two, how am I supposed to do EMDR work that's shallow and not really connected to anything substantial? I'm like, there's no chance. So I went to the trainer and I said, Hey, this is what happened. I want to work through it. Can I do this piece of work in our practicum? And he was awesome. And he totally supported that. And, And just so you viewers know, I cleared that whole incident that weekend. And honestly, I had never felt jumpy ever about my relationship with him, but we had a lot, we had a lot of
1: new boundaries. Well, and you know, I really had to start
0: looking at my part and which was, I was a fighter too. Mm -hmm. I would provoke, I would push buttons. I didn't know how to walk away. I didn't didn't know how to settle down. I didn't know how to remove myself Mm -hmm. when things were getting heated. So that became my part in our, in our dance for sure. But I just wanted to make sure you all knew that, you know, I had my own support right away and I never really even suffered with the jumpiness of being afraid of you because I took, care of it so darn fast in my own work so
1: yeah and I think um you know I I recently I I annually watch the Hunger Games for those (laughs) out there I love it um but one of the things I I I really love about that is the end you know spoiler alert uh when when PETA one of the protagonists he's highly traumatized Mm -hmm. and he can no longer trust he feels like he can no longer trust the person that he loves the most and they develop a thing where he's like you know true or not true and, he's, and he, he's, he, he surrenders mm-hmm. his own perspective and judgment to somebody that he cares for, even though he struggles to trust her. And, you know, that was something that I really tried to adopt in that period, which was part of my surrender, which was, you know, is this real or not real? Mm-hmm. Can I trust this or can't I not trust yeah, that. Your and, trauma and you,
0: goggles were a little bit cloudy and they still, yeah. sometimes, I mean, you've done a decade of work and I, like I said, oh. I couldn't be more proud, but you still get yeah. a little bit confused as, as we all do. I'm still
1: a work in progress. Sure. I, I always will be. Sure. Um, but I think for, for me, you know, while we had survived 10 years of, of marriage and complicated family and all of that stuff together, that was the pivotal point where we actually started to develop Earn secure attachment, like the earning part. Right.
0: Um, like we came through. And for me, strife. it's
1: precious, right? Sure. It's, it's the most important thing in
0: my life now. Sure. So, um, you know, the next piece of your chapter, hmm. uh, although it was grueling and long for us because the seven-year uh, toll it took on our family system and on you personally and emotionally to go back to school. Yeah, uh, sure. I to can continue talk about that. On, To continue on your, how do you pay forward? Yeah. What your story taught you and how can you make a difference in the world because of everything you've learned and healed from. So tell us about becoming a counselor.
1: Well, uh, professionally, I'm uh, ex-military, 13 years military. And then uh, I've been at Microsoft now for 16 years. I'm a principal technologist at Microsoft. And uh, about three years into my mental health journey, I, I was realizing, you know, like, oh, there's a lot to share. And uh, I joined the Navy. Immediately upon turning eighteen, so I decided. I think I want to invest in also my mental health, my professional mental health journey. So I went back to school. I earned my undergrad, and uh, recently uh, completed graduate school in clinical mental health counseling. And I think we
0: should all stop to, did, to applaud for that um, because it's it's really like so so it's, badass. It's been it's quite so a challenge
1: to juggle <laughs> chainsaws um, <laughs> while working on my own, continuing to work on my mental health journey. Um, But, you know, also being in counseling that entire time. So I've got 10 years under my belt with a craftsman Mm -hmm. in EMDR therapy. I think a thousand seat hours of (laughs) going with that and uh, many intensives. And I I consume a a lot of information and synthesize a lot of information. And um, so I'm really, really excited now to be able to enter the professional space with really uh, the goals, of course, I've I've tried to support infinite healing and wellness oh, in yeah. your work over the last decade, um, but to mm-hmm. join the professional mm-hmm. clinical staff is, is great and really aligns with our, with infinite's purpose for existence and our big five for life, which is, you know, el- eliminating the stigma of trauma and teaching it and paying it forward and living it. Um, and so for me, right, that's really congruent with my own personal values of taking what I've learned and not taking it to the grave. Um, but, as a father uh, figure to to five men as a role model, and knowing how many um, people, even if they had role models that that didn 't have role models that had the right tools sure. or the right experience um, it's it 's really one of my values is to share that with others and and to help help men understand that you know you can balance societal and internal roles and messages around what a man is in society and what our roles are within family and how do we manage strength?
0: How do we balance how do we both balance the that? need for strength and how do we balance but the critical love. need for love yeah. and vulnerability? And, and because and that's the true strength. Vulnerability is strength. Yeah, naked. it doesn't have yeah.
1: to be one or the other. And, and you know, not to wax politically or, or socially, right? But if if I look at at our society... Um, you know it, it's very polarized, right? And you're either you're either soft or strong. You're either um, sheep, you know, a sheep <laughs> or a lot right? And, and I'm like, why can't, why can't I have aspects of, of all of those? And so in my own journey, I really feel like I'm learning to balance those things. My ability, you know, uh, my authenticity and transparency are job one, but that doesn't mean I put down self responsibility. Uh, protection, creation of safety for myself and others, right? So how can I uh, protect the ones I love while loving them and and ultimately loving myself, right? And so I think a lot, I know in my own personal relationships with men and now my professional relationships with men, we struggle to balance those things and we struggle to go back and look at what's happened to us and how we've adapted and to address the shame, and to embrace vulnerability. And so I hope to live the rest of my life sharing that with others and helping others navigate that that path. Because it, it's not only changed my life, it's giving me the life that I always dreamed of, but just didn't
0: know how to get. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Beautiful job today. I really yeah. appreciate your vulnerability and your courage and your hardworking, Your example of how to be a true man to me is wonderful. And you're not perfect. It's progress, not perfection. You're so good at circling back and taking accountability when you get it wrong. And um, I think that your clients in the future are gonna be so lucky to have you in their corner for their journeys. And I know that I am daily lucky to have you as my partner by my side and, um, our, our kids, whether they know it yet or not, are lucky to have you, <laughs> you know, depending on where they are in their journey of healing from their childhoods that they didn't have any control. over. Yeah, stay tuned for to... a
1: future parenting episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just want to thank you again for taking the time yeah. out to talk with us of and to, to be an, a continued role model for, for men anywhere, everywhere. I hope that this helps them uh, strive toward their best selves, their original selves, who they were always meant to be prior to all the armoring up from their stories. So again, thank you.
1: Well, and thank you. I wouldn't be here on the planet
0: without you. <laughs> so much love. I love you. I love you. <sighs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in today to our counselor cafe episode with this wonderful man and my partner I appreciate your time and energy. Please uh, give this a share if there's somebody that could benefit from uh, his example that you know and love. And uh, I hope that you continue to lead with love because it'll never steer you wrong.